Good morning and welcome to Tea Time. That's right, we're back for a whole new week and three new guests. But today we have a twist this afternoon. So at 3 p.m., watch out for that twist because we have a special guest coming in. And keep guessing on those word guesses that are out there and see if you can figure out who the special guest is this afternoon at 3 p.m. But this morning I have Chris Pappiness here and she is a mindset coach and we're going to talk about the mindset we're going to get positive so grab your tea grab your coffee grab your breakfast make sure that you eat it's really deeply important that we get that breakfast into us and share this tea time get it out there because miss liz is here every morning every afternoon and every evening on thursday so check that out so let me get this started let's do the disclaimer and the bio and let's get chris in here and let's spill you a good strong tea this morning Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time Live Show. Miss Liz, myself, is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forth dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussion for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that the show is engaging in discussion forums only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Ms. Liz, through my email at bookiemissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in today's show in any aspect, I myself, Ms. Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I respect that wish and I will see you at a later show at a later date and time. And again, all tea times this, this year in 2023 will be done on a Thursday, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let me put that over there, get that out of the way. And if it's not done on a Thursday, it's because it's a rescheduled tea time or a special tea time that is hosted by myself, Miss Liz, which will be done on a Monday or Tuesday. So 
Now a little bit about Chris. So Chris, she has 10 years in the victims assistant movement, seven years as a volunteer supporting victim of the witness to crime, and three years as a paid program coordinator, three years as a social worker with mentally ill offenders in major urban cities, 20 years in law enforcement, BA criminology with a heavy focus on psychology, a CTI certified co-active life coach, a one-year intensive experimental certification program certified by the International Coaching Federation. In, 20, in 2003, Chris was living what many would call a good life. She was in her 10th year of a career as a police officer. And as, for, as far as everyone was concerned, she was su successful. Then a serious car crash woke her up. She realized that while she had all the trappings of success, her life was unfulfilling and boring, that she no longer knew who she was or what she wanted in life. In that moment, she promised herself things would change, that she would do whatever it took to create a life for herself that had meaning and purpose. It took Chris several years of searching to discover the secret to creating the life she longed for and a few more to create a life in which she does what she wants, when she wants, and says no to the rest, guilt-free. As a mindset coach, Chris's mission is to share what she has learned with other women who are tired of feeling stuck in life and uncertain as they look to the future, and who are ready to take action now to create a life they love. So let me get Chris in here and so she can share a little bit more about this mission and mindset coaching and all that good stuff. So let me pop her in here and I'm going to sip on my tea. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Miss Liz. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing well so far. I'm in the West Coast of Canada and it's been incredibly hot here. So I thank you for having this so early in my time because it's still cool. <laughs> oh my goodness it's like early early morning over well, there it's 7 a.m 7 a.m hey, it's good it's all good well the chickens are up right oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of who you are chris and let's start with the little girl who you were as a little girl and who you are now. Mm, i love that question because as soon as you ask me that question I have a picture sitting next to my desk and it's a little girl uh, driving a speedboat and she's got this feel this um, look on her face where she's happy she's thrilled she's having fun and that was me as a kid i was curious um, i wanted to know things and life came and that got shut down in many different ways and um as you said in the introduction, by 2003, I had completely lost myself. I'd forgotten who I was. Um, I was a people pleaser. I was a perfectionist. I kept, I was always judging myself. And it took this near-death experience to wake me up that that's not who I was. That I, I'm someone who is curious, who's always loved life, who had so many dreams that had been left on the shelf to collect dust. And that was just no longer acceptable. And today, um, after a lot of work, um, I have a life that honestly I love. Is it perfect? No, but I don't believe in unicorns and rainbows. Life, I think, is meant to challenge us. <laughs> but I know that I'm equipped to deal with those challenges. 
and that oh, I can turn friend. everything into a learning opportunity. I really like that, Chris. You know, the unicorns and rainbows, right? Let's let's keep it real. <laughs> that it's just not real. It's not. So, Chris, what have you learned about yourself since you've been a little girl, and now where you are today? Like the transformation over. I'm starting to see. I I still struggle. I, I still have my little demons that eat away at me. But I'm starting to see that I'm someone who has gifts to share with the world, not with the entire world, but there's people who look at what I have to offer, what I bring to the table, and they appreciate it. They appreciate me. Um, I, I keep, I'm told repeatedly <clears throat> that I'm a loving person. And if, it's just so weird for me to hear that. And I had to learn to believe it that I am, I want to leave, I truly want to leave the world. Mm. And, and this is what Better tea play. time is, right? Tea time is real and raw. So you, Chris, if you need to cry, if you need to laugh, you go right ahead. Cause this is real raw material, right? We have to be individuals that show that we are human beings too. We do have our struggles and it does take us time. You know, being a coach, we have to be transparent mm -hmm. because if we're not transparent, how do we help our clients? How do we help our customers? Right? Yeah. So I'm really glad that you're here this morning and we're talking about mindful mindset and mindfulness coaching, you know, because everyone thinks, oh, you just got to be positive all the time to be a coach. No, you know, yeah. we have to, we have our ups, we have our downs, but we coach in that way. So I want to get into the coaching mm -hmm. and you do have an offer here for all the yeah. listeners that are out there. So I, I'm going to put that on the screen as you share a little bit about uh, what you do now, Chris, and how you got there. So how I got here, let's just backtrack. You alluded to 2003. I'm in a car crash. The car remains in motion for, it seemed like an eternity. And I suddenly realized that if I'm going to die now, um, I'm, I'm, I'm dying unfulfilled. And that there were so many dreams that had got left up on a shelf collecting dust. And I swore that that was going to change. So obviously I survived. Um, it was 15 months of recovery, fine. And I started taking those dreams off the shelf. And the first thing I did was my 25 year dream of climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. And I went back to work in 2005 and in 2006, I saw Kili. I saw the world from the top of Kilimanjaro. And it was really life altering to see the world in all its beauty and to see how I was able to achieve this, this goal, that it was a big thing. And yet in some ways I was so insignificant in this, the immensity of the world. Um, but I saw the world as my playground looking, working, looking, moving, can I speak? Moving forward. And I had other dreams like that. And I thought, wow, okay, I've done Killy. And I traveled. I traveled to Rwanda to see the gorillas. I traveled to Western Mongolia. I trekked across the Himalayas of Bhutan. And these were amazing experiences. These are adventures that no one can take away from me. And what I noticed was that every time I came home, I went into a somewhat of a depression. I was trying to think, what is that about? What is that about? And I finally realized that yes, I was having these great adventures, but life here was not changing that I was someone, when I was traveling, I was a certain person. And when I came home, I shut down again. Oh, and I realized that 
geographic cures, traveling and adventures was not going to change my situation that I had to look within. And that's when the real journey began. When I started looking within, who am I? What am I? What is really important in my life? What am I keep thinking I want to be fulfilled? Well, what is my purpose? And it took me several years to figure it out because I thought I had to do it by myself. And I read all the books, I went to the workshops, I took the courses. And what I realized was that they gave me permission to dream big. They never told me how to turn the dreams into a goal and to make it happen. Ooh. And it was when I stood back and I saw, okay, well, this is what I learned here. And this is what I learned here. And this is what I learned here. I put what I saw as the relevant pieces together and created a system. And that's now what I share with my clients. It's the system that allowed me to live the life that I've dreamed of living warts and all. And at the end of the day, know that it's a good life and wake up every morning excited about the day ahead and thankful, grateful that I get another chance. Chris, I, love, I, I like that you said that dream into goal because we, we don't look at dreams as goals. There is a saying that says, and I'm going to try to paraphrase this, a dream, a dream without action, what is it? A dream without action just passes the time of day. Dream without action is just a dream. Action without vision just passes the time of day. But a dream with action can change the world. And I say can change your life. It's the dream and the action. You have to turn that into a goal. And then you have to set out a blueprint of how you're going to make that goal your reality. So when I turned Kilimanjaro from a dream into a goal, I had to reverse engineer. How do I get there? And what are the steps I have to take? And then I had to take the action, right? If I want a glass of water and I sit here at my desk, nothing's going to happen. I have to get up and get the water. And the action often requires us to step out of our comfort zone, which is why doing this alone is so hard. So I, 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 you know, we don't realize that we need other people, that we need to do this together. And I say this all the time, making a difference together. I yeah. can't do this alone. I need that other person. I need that other group, that other that other subject, that other topic. I need those things. Yeah. You know, and I see behind you, Chris, as I'm looking at you right now, and I just, just noticed this, and we've been talking for a few minutes backstage. You have a vision board beside I you. I do. It is a vision board. It's the things that I want to make real in my life. And um, it's actually uh, almost a generic, it, it, it's like a huge vision, which is the foundation that I want my life to be. And I get to put smaller goals on it. So that because it's laminated, so I just okay, what's my next goal? And I can put it up there. Oh, and yeah. when that's achieved, it's done, it comes down, and I put something else up there. It keeps that dream front and center. It's so easy as we go through life, through everyday life, with all the demands of life, um, to forget and to revert back to our 
habits. Because you know, everything we do is habit. Even our thinking is habit. And to break those habits, it takes focus. It does take work. And it's easy to forget about that. And my dream is up there. I know what I want. And I'm slowly getting things done. So, Chris, I want to get into the importance of a vision board. For somebody who has never done a vision board, what are the first steps for them to take to build their vision board? When I walk people through creating a vision board, it's not, I take them through a process. I take participants through the process of drilling down on what are your values? What is really important to you? And I then help them get clarity on what is the impact they want to have of the world. What is this legacy you want to leave? How do you want people to remember you? What do you want written on your tombstone? And when, and, and then I walk them through a process of bringing that to life in bringing that to reality in all aspects of life. How does that play out in your career, in your family, in your relationships? What does that mean? Because we can all say, well, I want a happy life. Well, what does happiness mean to you? Tell me what that means. Because what it means to me and what it means to you may be completely different. And when I'm creating a vision board, I need to be clear on what that language means to me. So it's not a two hours, let's come sip wine and create a vision board. It's actually several hours of working through exercises and, and making sure that that vision board really reflects who you are. Excuse me. Yeah, because it's like everything else, right? There's different types of vision boards that can be made. It's like you said, we could sit together for two hours, have a glass of wine and put a bunch of pictures together. But do we actually know why we're putting these pictures let's get deeper into that you know why do we want this happiness like you said like your happiness is different than my happiness your success is different than my success yeah. and we need to understand and be okay with understanding that someone else's happiness may not look like yours so, you know a lot of people get offended because they're like well no this is what success looks like this is how it's going to be you know they're dictating instead of listening and I feel that a vision board listens because it's you working with the board. Yeah. It's you opening up to the board and saying, you know what, this is where I need to focus. This is where maybe you need to focus, but I need to focus more on this in order for my happiness. And I really like that you said that your board is laminated because I've never heard that before where it was laminated. Most people, put, I've got many vision boards in my room here and I've never laminated them. And I think that that's, something that I should be doing because not should I don't like the word should <laughs> I don't like I don't like see and I told you that before we went live I do catch myself because I'm just like no shooting on myself no shooting on anybody yeah. else absolutely <laughs> but I could try you know to laminate and see what difference it makes and how we can build and do the smaller goals you know because when we create a vision board that board is usually for that time frame. But if we eliminate it, we can continue to add to the board. It's the foundation of the life that I want. When these things are in place, I will have the foundation of the life that I want. And I will still have goals and I'll still be, I can still set a vision board for the next three months. I can set a vision board for one aspect of my life. 
And that's going to be the foundation that allows me to, to actually bring those smaller goals to life. It, there's a power, there's a book, I'm sorry, I cannot source the author. It's called Happiness of Pursuit. Oh, yes, I have okay. that book. And that, okay, so the theory there is we humans like working for something. That when we get it, it there's the other expression, which is hedonic adaptation. I have a goal, and let's say it's a goal to get um, a certain BMW, okay, entry, a BMW X1. And I work really hard to get a BMW X1. Once I get that car, it becomes my norm. And I get used to it. And that's a psychological reality of humans, which is why every year they come up with a newer model because they know you're going to get used to the last year's model and you want something else. So for me, I don't care about BMWs. This is not a push for BMWs. All I'm saying is it's actually pursuing the dream that is most of the fun. And I, I, I absolutely believe in that when I'm working towards a goal, it's great. And then when I get there, it's like, okay, I got it. Getting to the top of Kilimanjaro, 25 years of dreaming of doing that, a year to prepare. So 26 years to get up that mountain. And when I got there, I absolutely embraced the achievement. And when I got off the mountain, it was what's next? That was the question. It didn't diminish the fact that I got up Kilimanjaro. It was a life-changing event but it, it increased my confidence. I started believing that other things were within reach. So all you need is that one pattern interrupt from I can't, and it opens the floodgates, one dream at a time, one goal at a time. And that's what I got when I, when I was looking at, at your bio and looking at the, your transformation in life and that, uh, Chris, and that's why I put you got this right at the beginning of your video, because you do got, we do have this, we just got to pursue it. We got to pursue our own happiness, you know, and stop listening to the people on the other side saying, this is how it looks. This is what we need to do. This is, you know, no, you need to go and get that nine to five job. You need to go and be, go to school. You need, you know, there's a lot of people that are needy and pushing the need yeah. on us yeah. without listening to us. And we were talking about that before we went live was the change in a people pleaser, right? A lot of people expect us to give them this while you used to. Well, yeah, but guess what? Change happens. Yeah. Pursuit in, in the goal happened. You know, I, I no longer wanted to be that people pleaser. Yeah. So we have this code running across the screen here for anybody that would like to... Uh, check it out. And Chris, could you tell us a little bit about that code? What that is, is if you go to that URL, you will come to a download. It's a PDF download and it's um, unlock your full potential. And it's three steps to turning your big dream to your big goal and making it happen. We all no, many of us, let's put it that way. Many of us have dreams that we have ignored. We've ignored because I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. I could never do this. And those are just stories we're telling ourselves. It's not true. It's someone's opinion at some point that hit us, that laid the foundations to our lack of self-confidence, to our people pleasing. You have, I believe that we all have the birthright 
to feel alive and engaged in everything we do in life. And I also have a belief that we have an inner depth of strength and wisdom beyond our wildest imagination. And what this download is talking about is how to tap into that and how to make that one dream, turn it into a goal, make it your reality, because that first one will unlock a life for you that you never in your wildest imaginations thought you could have. Because that one dream is the pattern interrupt. Achieving that one dream is the pattern interrupt. And you suddenly see yourself differently and life will never be the same. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's walking around the block two times, whether it's reading a book, whether it's climbing a mountain, whatever your Kilimanjaro is, once you make that your reality, once you achieve that goal, life will never be the same. I, re I really want to thank you for giving this option to my listeners out there, you know, and if you're watching the, watching the replay and you watch this tea time in a couple of uh, weeks or so, will this promo still be available for them? That, that will be available all the time. And at the end of it, if this is something that resonates with anyone in your audience, when they, if they download this and it resonates, um, and if you think that this is something you want to embark on, then there's an invitation for us to get together and let's see if we're a match. Let's see if there's something I, if I can help you turn your dream into your goal and make it happen. That's what I do in my business. And if we're a match, let's go for it. I like and that you say that if we're a match, because there's a lot of people that, yeah. no, 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 I have all the answers. Come to me, come to, you know. We need to have that match. We need to have that alignment. You know, if things don't align, you know, don't do it. It has to <laughs> you know, be because you're just going to take yourself off course. It has to be a win-win. So in my sales conversations, I am auditioning you and you are auditioning me. And there is an agreement set at the start of the conversation. You can say no at any time and we part as friends. Right. And you said, oh, you just said something that I wanted to. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Short term memory issues. Oh, that's OK. You said something that really hit home. Anyway, it, it may come back. The alignment. <laughs> alignment, alignment, alignment. Um, in line. Well, we do have to be in alignment for sure. Um, no, it was something else. Sorry, Miss Liz, we will move on. And if it comes back to me. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll be like a question that I wanted to ask you and I don't remember. No, I wanted to make a comment about something you said. We'll come back to it. If, if it comes back, if it was really important, it'll come back. And I like that you, you put the word no in there because we don't speak on the word no enough. You know, the listeners out there, it's okay to say no. Yeah. If it doesn't align with you, you can say no. You're not forced to do any of this. You're, you know, we really have to put it out there in society that we're not going to get in any trouble. If we say no, we have the right to say no. Absolutely. We have the right to not feel guilty. If it doesn't feel right for us, it's okay for us to move along. And we talked about this before we went live, you know, just moving out of certain, certain, certain lifestyles, certain jobs, careers, stuff like that. You know, sometimes you just wake up and you're like, today is the day it's done. Goodbye. Let me move on. Yeah. You know, uh, 
I want to get into that, Chris, because you are a former. I just uh, remembered. I just remember what I was going to say. And I, oh, okay. And let's go. Let's go. Let's really go. Important, <laughs> really important. Um, as a coach, my job is not to tell you what to do. As a coach, because I believe in particular that we have this untapped strength and wisdom. Each one of us has that. What I do is I elicit that from you. I help you discover what you already know and what your gifts are. I help you articulate that. I do not, I am not an expert on you or anybody else. The only person I'm an expert on is me, but I have certain skills that enable me to help you tap into your strength, your wisdom and your dreams and make them happen. They're all yours. It's not me. I, and I love that, that you said within you, because I think right now I'm getting a tap and I think it's that time to ask, what is your tea? So if I ask you, what is your tea, Chris, what three words would you give me this morning? I would say it's teaching. I'm a teacher. I can share what I have learned that worked for me. And I can share that as give that to you as a gift. I can share that empowerment we all have strength and wisdom empowerment is the ability in the way i use the word empowerment is having the ability to determine what your life looks like the road you're taking the path you're taking and empowerment to me is the result of working with me is the when i share my gift with you you are empowered and awareness as when i share what i know with you you gain a lot of awareness of what you're capable of and what's important to you. And what that means is when something happens and you're about to react, you become more aware of your habits, your thinking habits, and it allows you to develop the skill to pause. And in that split second decide, do you want to go with habit that has never served you or in this moment, do you want to make a new choice from that position of empowerment, knowing where you want to go and knowing that you have the skills to take you in that direction, to take your life in that direction? So awareness leads to empowerment. So if I actually, it's teaching awareness and empowerment. So it's T-A-E, but we'll use T-E-A. <laughs> I kind of like it. No, I like when we switch it, right? Because... I, I just I, I just wrote on my birthday those three books back there, the TEA, and they're broken up for a reason because you can change them around. You can change letters. You can move them around. It doesn't have to be a, a nice, simple, simple flow. You know, life happens. Our teas go all over. We make a mess. We spill it up. Somebody comes and cleans it up, and then we're like, oh, but I should have cleaned it up because, you know, I really... I'm not learning anything when someone is always enabling me and everyone's always cleaning my mess yes. up. So I have to take responsibility and accountability, you know, and we talked about this as well, you know, is it's okay to take responsibility for our actions. And if like you, you're talking about patterns, we need to bring those patterns and notice those patterns and change them. Yeah. Like we have in the last few minutes, I've, I've noticed, Oh, Miss Liz, no shooting. Cause that's a pattern. Mm -hmm. That was the old, should 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 i should i should nobody should be shouldn't on anybody let's just try you know let's just give it a try if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't you know my 
mentor has a saying, you either have excuses or you have results. I like that. It's excuses or results. So when you say try, what I'm thinking is do it. It's because try, I can't try to pick up a pen. I either pick up a pen or I don't. Right. So either I take the action and I learn from it or I have an excuse. And I like that. I, I, that I find um, keeps things in perspective for me, because if I choose to take an action, hoping to get a specific result and I don't get the result that I want, I don't look at that as a failure. I look at that as a, uh, an opportunity to sit back and say, okay, this didn't work. It didn't get me what I wanted. What else can I do to get what I want? And I think it goes back also to what you just referred to, which is responsibility. Yep. I am responsible. I am responsible for any action that I take in order to get a result. And if what I'm doing is not getting me the result that I want, then I'm responsible to learn that and to find another way of getting what I want if that's really that important to me. So Chris, I want to ask you this. When you talk to yourself within yourself, what questions do you ask yourself to get to the goals, to set the goals? Oh, to set the goals. Oh, okay. To set the goals is I know what my values are. I value freedom. I value um, community. I value um, freedom, community, and independence. Those are important to me. I as very strong, and this is where no understanding the meaning of words is important. I value beauty. And my, I honor my value of beauty by putting on my backpack, going onto some trail, onto some mountain. That's honoring beauty for me because there's nothing more beautiful than nature. And if I don't get my fill of nature on a regular basis, I am off. I, there's something missing in my life. And that's, I go onto a trail to um, replenish my spirit, replenish myself physically, just to re-energize myself. That's what I need. And I call that beauty. Other people call beauty going to a museum and looking at works of art. That doesn't do it for me. And that's why it's really important to articulate what does your value look like in action? And, and I, the reason I asked you that question, Chris, was because I wanted to get into values. We don't mm -hmm. talk about our values very often because society tells us how to be, you know, what our values are, what we're worth. And we have to really start self-talking to ourselves within ourselves and saying, you know what, this is what I know I am worth. This is my values. I value this more than you do. It, but that doesn't mean that I'm better. It just means that my values are different. Yeah. And like you said, words, know your words. Yeah. You know, we're using a lot of words in society today that we do not even understand. You know, and I'm really, really glad that you brought that up about knowing words, because this is why we do the TEA, because we use the words to tell our stories. Yeah. There's three simple words, but when you listen to the T, you understand the T. Mm -hmm. 
and your T was teaching empowerment and awareness. That is your story. You are a mindset coach today and you are teaching the empowerment of awareness without the self-awareness, without the self knowledge of who I am and what brings me happiness. I can't move forward. And that's exactly what you do with your work. When we are not clear about what's really important to us, then we're chasing shiny objects all the time. That's what we're doing. We're chasing what we're, we're trying to meet other people's expectations in order to prove that we are enough. What it, I mean, if I were to um, send a, a, a questionnaire out to most women I know, uh, and ask them, what is your biggest challenge? Most of them would come back with saying, I'm just not enough. And that is one of the biggest lies that we're taught. Biggest, biggest lies. Think of yourself in the moment of your birth. You are perfect. You are absolutely perfect. And yet 18, 10, 5, 10, 15, 60 years later, something happens and we start believing that we are not enough. The only thing that has happened between the moment of our birth and the moment where we start saying, I'm not enough, is we have learned a story. Someone has taught us that. It's not something we're born with. It's a lie that we're taught. And the biggest part of my job is to uncover what are these scripts that are playing in the back of our minds that are dictating how we show up in life and the choices that we make. Because most of those scripts are just somebody's opinion that either we've heard over and over again so that they get embedded or that we heard at a moment of peak emotion so that even hearing it once can embed it. But Either way, it is simply a story we are telling ourselves. And if it's a story that we have learned, then I think it's a natural corollary that we can learn a new story. So Chris, how did you find your values? How did I find my values? Ultimately, it, it it's an exercise that I developed for that I use with my clients. You know, you have, you can Google online and there's any number of values list and you go and you circle them, you cross them out. You're actually not really thinking much about it. You're just, again, surface stuff, surface reaction. I walk my clients through a process where they actually have word cards and they pick up, they look at one value at a time and they have to decide yes, no, not sure. And we go through it as many times as we have to until they're left with 10 values. But each one they have to pick up, they have to touch it, feel it, think it. Imagine what that looks like and make that decision. It's not just an in the moment circle of word. And then I make them 
articulate that word. What does it mean for you? It's a process that I take them through. It's work, right? It's not something that happens in two minutes. Yep. And as you go, if you were to do that process five times, you may end up with 10 different values at the end. But if you look at it, there will be a pattern. There will be a pattern. So it's not something that you do on the spur of the moment. It's something that you have to think about, process. Um, and when you go through that process, the result is you know what's important. And when you know in your heart what's really important to you, other people's influence loses its power. You become more grounded. Your confidence builds. So Chris, we have a question here. You're talking about values and with the exercise, they're asking, what if you get a value that you would not expect to pick? And is that the inside, the within, I'm trying to word this because there's, is there a way to understand the within of understanding that value that we chose? Does that make sense? If because I understand the it's like you it's like you said, like we have this list of words with values, and we have 10 values, but we get this one value that we've never even considered before. Mm -hmm. And then we pick this value and we're like, whoa, why did I pick this one? That's when the 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 the, um, the, the important step is to articulate what does that mean to you? Let's say you pick out a value um, blue. It's not a value, but let's say it's a value blue. As long as you can articulate to yourself what that means, and as long as you can look at your relationships and say, how would that appear in my relationships? How would that appear at work? You can use whatever word you want. As long as you know what that word means to you, and it's very possible that I can give you a list of 100 values and you can't come up with 10. Maybe there's, some, maybe there's something that you know is important to you, but none of the words resonate with you. Make up a word. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I'm dating myself. <laughs> if, that, if that is clear to you what that means, call it what you want. But know in your mind be, be able to, in your mind, visualize what that means. Because once you know what that means and how you need to show up, then if you have a bad day, if things don't go right, you can say, hmm, what value did I not honor today? Because most of the time, if you have a bad day, it means that somewhere a value, at least one value, if not more, hasn't been honored. Something has been violated for you. Does that make and, sense? And I think that's where this person is going is understanding why they chose that word. And you just said it, right? Because it's a word that we've been maybe told that we were not valued. That was not part of our value. So it was somebody else that was dictating and telling us, no, you don't have that value in you. You know, that's not, that's not what you stand for that, you know? So I think that's where you do the think and feel and let them, 
understand the word because we really need to start understanding words. Yeah. Why are we using these words? Why are we always going back into this pattern, this cycle until we value ourselves? And it goes right back to the beginning of the conversation where we feel shame. We feel yes. guilt. We feel, okay, no, we'll do it. We'll please you, but we'll put ourselves on the back burner, you know? So I think finding our values for all the listeners out there, Go out and understand your values, you know, ask the questions, reach out and understand why you're picking these words, you know, like, like you use for an example, the color blue colors do have values for us because some of them will give us a, a represent, uh, I can't say the word yeah, representation. Um, yes. <laughs> there we go. See, she knew what I was going for. <sighs> My tongue sometimes it just doesn't work. Right. And, you know, we're, we're, we're so programmed, we're so taught to be different individuals that when we start to figure out that that's not who we are, that's not feeling us. It's like you said, you climbed a mountain and you're like, what's next? Mm -hmm. You know, what was the next goal? What was the next goal? But you weren't feeling it inside. You were doing all of these things. You're doing memorable things, but they weren't feeling you inside. And that's what mindful mindfulness is, is within, you know, it's not without it's within, it's within us. So, so Chris, I want to get into, because some of your values that I did find when I did my homework, uh, your values are freedom, confidence, compassion, health, and gratitude. Uh, why those values? Compassion. I think for me, the most important, we are pack animals, connection, compassion is being able to put myself in somebody else's shoes and see the world from their shoes without being caught up in their drama or not even necessarily agreeing with them. But compassion allows me to engage with somebody, to see that their behavior makes sense. All of our behavior makes sense. Freedom, freedom to think, freedom to act, unless I, without hurting others, I, I'm going to encompass that, that without hurting others, yeah. freedom to think, freedom to act. I think of so many places in this world where women in particular, don't have freedom, freedom to breathe, freedom to go outside. To me, that, that allows my spirit to live. You know, it's one of those things where I can tell you that for me, freedom means freedom to think, freedom to act, freedom to choose. Um, the impact to me is so fundamental to my core that it's almost as if I don't have language to explain it. All, it's so fundamental to me as a human to be able to stand up for who I am and to express who I am. There's a lot of isms in this world right now. And when you are a target of an ism, to me, that is just a travesty, travesty. So you mentioned compassion, understanding. I believe everybody's behavior makes sense. And any quality that allows me 
or helps me to understand somebody else's behavior, what happens is it eliminates judgment. I can, that almost leads to compassion. So as a police officer, it was not unusual for me to deal with a prolific repeat offender that had children. And wouldn't you know it, when that five-year-old now became an 18-year-old, they became prolific repeat offenders. I could understand that that's what they were taught. It was a lifestyle that they were taught. It doesn't mean that I accept it or approve of it or let it go. It simply means that it makes sense to that person. There is a reason. And I can then have compassion that there wasn't anyone around to show them that there is a way to live life of confidence and compassion and connection with others. It allows me to feel something for them rather than just judge. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Because okay. I have a hard time articulating sometimes. No, and it does make sense, you know, and we're talking some heavy stuff this morning. You know, we're talking about being mindful of ourselves. Yeah. And that's a hard topic. We don't we don't realize how hard it is for the self-awareness of what we need to pursue in in our lives. And like you said, law enforcement and you're doing your mindful coach because the law enforcement wasn't fulfilling you. It was, you know. That was a job. Okay, I'm going to go and do my duty. I'm going to protect the people, you know, but it wasn't fulfilling you, Chris. And today you're doing what's fulfilling you. And a lot of people probably are listening and saying, well, she was a police officer, so she had it all. <laughs> you know, career titles do not give us it all. No. You know, we have to really start feeding within ourselves in order to feed without ourselves. You know, it's a question of knowing of what my purpose in life is. My purpose is to make people feel seen, heard and valued to make them know that they matter and their life matters. My role as a police officer was to rein people in who are hurting others. There's a mis There's a mismatch. It doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong. It means that for me, I prefer to focus my energy on helping people realize their potential because their potential, in my opinion, will leave the world a better place. You know, that's what's important to me. The world needs more compassion, more um, creative thinking more acceptance and the first road to acceptance of others is to accept oneself. Exactly. And Thank you for saying that, Chris, for all my listeners out there, this is, this is why I do what I do. I cannot serve you. If I don't serve myself, if I don't take care of myself, there are days where I struggle and I release myself and I share because if I don't, then I'm not serving myself. Yeah. I'm not being real. I'm not keeping true to my values, mm -hmm. you know? 
and values for others that I do may make others uncomfortable because they're not used to those values that I present. And I really want to thank you, Chris, for saying that because we cannot help anybody but ourselves. We can, we can give you the tools, but the tools, you got to take them and you got to do them. And it's leading by example. I live this. I live this every day. Believe me, I have not mastered, right? <laughs> I believe that all those stories that I've told myself all my life, you're not enough, you can't, you're not good enough, who do you think you are? I don't think those stories actually get extinguished. I do believe that as time goes on, I get better and better at hearing the voice and going, you're back again, go away. You know, um, right now, I don't have time to listen to you. I know that voice is going to come back again. I don't think they get extinguished. I just think that we get better at hearing them. And I think we get better at developing skills to shut them down in the moment. I, 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 I feel the same way, Chris, you know, we, we catch ourselves, right? We catch our patterns. We catch, we catch those voices saying, oh, you're no good. You can't do this. Mm -hmm. And as we heal ourselves and as we work within ourselves, within, not without, yep. within ourselves, we actually can say, you know what? Uh -uh, I'm not listening to you anymore. That got no time for this. I'm on a different path. I'm doing me. It's, it's you simply know? not true. It's not true that I'm not good enough. It's not true that I don't bring value to the table. It is true that the people who resonate with me are a percentage of the population. It is true that someone who does the kind of work that I do will deliver it in a different way. I see myself as an investigator with kid gloves. I combine my investigative skills that I learned in law enforcement with the skills that I've learned as a coach and the humanity that I have that is within me. And those together come together for me to help my clients reach their goals. Um, I call you out. I mean, I, I don't, I have a great BS meter and it's right. not that you're BSing because you're being untruthful. BS a lot of times in my work is simply defense mechanisms. Yep. It's defense mechanisms. And I create a space where my clients feel safe enough to actually look at those scripts, look at those stories and become vulnerable and grow through their vulnerability. So Chris, we're, we're almost at the end here. So what final message do you have for the listeners today? It is never too late to change the trajectory of your life. It is, in my world, it is better to live one day or one minute knowing that I am on the right path than living 20 years in a dream. It's never too late. Well, I really want to thank you, Chris, for joining me this morning and sharing all of these good tools and tidbits. If anybody would like to check out the promo at the bottom, could you uh, spell it out so people that are listening can uh, know what promo we're talking about? So what I'm talking about is it's a downloadable PDF, which is called Unlock Your Full Potentials, Three Steps to Turning Your Big Dream into Your Big Goal and Make It Happen. 
It's what are the steps you need to do to reclaim your life is really what it is. Live the dream. Don't, don't leave it on a shelf collecting dust. And download it. Have a look at it. And if it resonates with you, then please get on my calendar and let's see if I can help you turn your big dream into your big goal. We have to be a match. We have to resonate. Um, and if we are a match, then I'd love to work with you. So if anybody wanted to reach you, Chris, how could they reach you? Uh, very simply, chrispapius at gmail.com. Awesome. That is the easiest way to get a hold of me. I can, I can check my emails wherever I am. Awesome. Well, I want to really want to thank you for sitting this morning and having a good, strong tea with me this morning. Uh, for anybody who would like to reach out to Chris and check out her uh, email, also check out her website, check out the link. If it does resonate with you, give it a try, you know, uh, take the action, yeah. start healing ourselves and start being, take the vision of your own life and make a difference. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jacqueline Zucola from Arizona Networking uh, Services. Uh, she is the one that gave me Chris this morning. So I want to thank Jacqueline for that. Uh, special shout out for her. And if anybody would like to know more about Tea Time, you can check out Miss Liz's website at www.misslizsteatime.com. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Give it a quick subscribe. Uh, ring the bell. You'll be notified when there's new tea times that come up. And if you would like to watch this re, uh, this tea time and share it with a family member, uh, me and Chris would really appreciate that. Uh, and you can watch this as many times as you want. You can stop, replay, you know, take bits and pieces from it, tools from it. And if you want to reach out to me or Chris, you're more than welcome to. Um, and I will be back at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the surprise guest. So keep checking out Miss Liz's Facebook page, Instagram, all of that. You'll see the guests who kind of game that is going up. There are some clues on who is going to be here. If you guessed it right, there is a surprise from Miss Liz from Miss Liz's surprise box, and you will receive a gift if you are correct on the guess. Um, and then we'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. with Newton. Bandrill, and he'll be talking about gender equality. Mm. Um, and he's going to be talking about a children's book that he wrote that is called The Adventures of the Soul Sisters uh, and Diversity. So things that we don't really talk about, we need to start speaking on. So we'll be doing that tonight. And then Thursday next week, we do the same thing, same time, same place. And we have three different stories and maybe three different countries. We just never know where Miss Liz is going. So Chris, um, before we wrap up, I want to uh, thank you again for joining me. I want to thank the viewers and supporters out there. Without you guys, I I can't do this. I couldn't do this alone. Uh, and Chris, uh, I want to get into one final question. We have less than a minute here. I asked you the question what your favorite color was, and you said purple. I want to know why purple, and we're going to wrap it up on purple. Um, purple to me represents heart, represents leadership, um, represents uh, compassion, and those are all things that are important to me. I hope that at the end of the day, I will have been seen as a leader who has heart and compassion and who has made a difference in the world. Thank you so much. And thank you again to everybody out there. So again, if you'd like to know more about Miss Liz, www.misslizisteatimes.com. And we will be back at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with 
the second surprise guest. So that's one clue for one of the guests, how many surprise guests is Miss Lily going to have? I just gave it away. So if you're paying attention, you already have the answer for one of the, one of the guesses. So until then, I will see everybody at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a new TEA.